Hey, Emily. Hey, Stephanie. You uh, want to do a podcast? Absolutely. Hey there, CycleCats. Before we get into today's episode, we just wanted to take a minute to tell you about the new adventure we're embarking on. Cycle Chats is starting to partner with nonprofits. These partnerships are to help these nonprofits get the must-needed eyes and ears on the amazing work they are doing to better the world and their communities. Helping others has always been the goal of our platform, and we can't wait to start this next chapter of giving back. The next nonprofit spotlight is Helping Women Period. Helping Women Period was founded in 2015. And since then, Helping Women Period has been able to provide free menstrual products for people who are either experiencing homelessness or low-income disparity. In 2022, they were able to donate 171,227 tampons, 671,664 pads, and 10,884 delivery bags. That is 1.14 million products delivered. You can donate on their website, helpingwomenperiod.org, by donating products, making a financial contribution, volunteer if you're in the Michigan area, or head on over to www.cyclechats.com and shop the Helping Women Period collection, knowing that 75% of your purchase goes straight to supporting this amazing cause. Now back to today's episode. Welcome to Cycle Chats, a podcast to destigmatize what it means to be a woman. This is episode 57, Edit, Organize, and Beautify. Today, we are speaking with a decluttering and organization professional ready to load you up on all things organization and efficiency. She's crossing her T's and dotting her I's with maximum precision, Hanika Williams. Welcome to the podcast. I love organizing, so I'm really excited for this one. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for having me. Oh, we're so thrilled. Big shout out. This is kind of what we've been doing is asking our listeners listeners who they would like us to speak to. So shout out to our listener, Tara, for asking for somebody who does organization. So I want to start it off with what made you get into this field? What made me get into this field? So I've always been organized. So even as a kid, I was always tidying up closets, pantries, linen closets, like would have like legitimate fits if I came home and my mom had like folded laundry before I got to do it. So I was probably like a little, you know, interesting kid. But then maybe a couple of years back with the Marie Kondo show on Netflix, my mom's like, you should watch this show on Netflix. I watched a couple of episodes on a Friday and then Monday I was filing for an LLC. So I was just very fascinated that this was a thing that people were getting paid to do this. And it's something that I would just do naturally. I would do it for free if I could. So that's kind of my journey into entrepreneurship and organizing as a whole. She said LLC day after. No <laughs> no time to waste. I like that because you trusted in yourself and you believed in what you had to offer. So yeah. definitely don't do it for free. Get paid. But I like the fact it resonated with you so heavily. So I got to know then, like, how do we start our organization journey? Because I think we've all have one, but where's like the best place to start? As a business or just trying to get organized individually. You know what? Let's do both though. Like for you, where did you feel like you needed to start off? Like, did you come up with a game plan for it? Or did you already kind of have an idea of how you wanted to go in with clients to help them? Oh, you have no idea. It's kind of like throwing spaghetti at a wall for the first year <laughs> and some change of just trying to figure stuff out. I had no idea. I just knew that I wanted to be an organizer and I was going to figure it out. I'm very much so the type of person that once I decide I'm going to do something, I'm going to 
to do it. Side note, I'm a vegan, right? I watched the documentary on Netflix. I think it's called What the Health. And then the next day I was like, well, I'm not eating dairy anymore. So literally just stopped. I was already vegetarian. So I just need to ditch the dairy. I'm very like cold turkey in some things. And so even with the business, I just knew that other people are doing it. I'm just as good. I know I'll develop my skill set over time and I'll get better and I'll figure it out. But I didn't have a game plan when I started. It was just, I know I need to get clients. I know I need to make some money doing this and I want to quit my job at some point. How do I accomplish those things? And that's just kind of been my journey ever since. That is, I mean, that's so inspiring. You were like, well, screw what everybody else thinks. I'm just going to go for it. And I, I love it. You dove into the deep end of the pool. Yeah, for sure. That's absolutely incredible. I hope everyone at home is inspired as they're listening to that, that you can literally change your life around in a day and start something yeah. new, like a just a journey. And then just to kind of answer your question on the other end, in terms of just starting your journey to get organized, I think it just speaks to the mindset piece of it, knowing that, okay, I am going to dedicate my time, my effort, my energy to creating a space that is organized or creating a life that feels more organized and productive and efficient, and then figuring out the steps required to get there. So mindset, I think is going to be the, the biggest thing, the attitude, why you want to get to that point, and then figuring out the action steps behind that. I think the biggest thing for me was learning just in general in my life, the mindset piece. It's not about motivation. It's about discipline because discipline will be there when motivation isn't. And I can't even tell you how many times my room has been just a train. Like it's pretty bad right now. I don't even want to turn this camera around, but I'm going to do it. Even if I don't want to, like when I get off this call, I'm now I definitely am going to do it because we just talked to you. So I'm like, <laughs> I have to now. <laughs> so I it's think like, another, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 please. I could ramble for hours. Cut me I off. I was just going to say, I think another way to think about that, to kind of reiterate the discipline versus the motivation is to know that you'll be able to thank your future self later. Right. So like if you just get it done later on, you're going to be like, dang, I'm so happy I did that. You know, like now I don't have to worry about it. Like it's done. It only took me five, 10 minutes. I'm glad I did it versus postponed it. My boss that because I am manager over at a glam house and she always says, if it takes less than two minutes, do it right now. And that's like changed a lot for me because I'm like, you know what? I can just get this done right now. You know, and it, it's it's true. It saved me a lot of time of stuff accumulating. And then it's like hours worth of things I could have gotten done throughout the day. Yeah, I think the mindset piece, it's funny, it comes up a lot in our interviews, no matter what the topic is. It's really just your mind power of what you're willing to commit yourself to and how powerful the brain really is and your own narrative. You're just going to continue to look at that pile and say, well, I'll do it tomorrow. And then the pile just keeps growing. Are you going to get to it tomorrow? Most likely not. But if you say to yourself, you know what, like you said, this is going to take five minutes to just do the dishes now. I'd rather just do the dishes now, you know, and then that can be applied to literally every area of your life, right? right. It's not just organizing your home. This is a complete mm -hmm. mindset shift of getting things done now and being organized now instead of yeah. later. Because I think past Emily all the time. I'm like, thank you for being so smart to get things done because I need that structure. I'm an extremely organized person. I need to have things written down and get them off my to-do list so that it's not just one day of everything. It's a little bit every day, right? It's like the right. old adage of, you know, everything in moderation. Same thing goes. I wouldn't want to do an entire day of like cleaning. I break it up into two days instead, upstairs and then downstairs. And that works 
works with my brain more. That way I can like relax and enjoy myself would not just like, I hate cleaning my house. No, I, I enjoy it. I get to do it once and then another day and it's lovely. So I, I think that's a huge part of it. It was something I was thinking about before the interview. It was just like the mindset aspect of really getting organized, not just physically, but mentally as well. Right. So off the cuff question then, when you're first going into a new situation with a client, I'm a teacher. So I always say I'm part teacher, part therapist, right? That is what I am there for. Are you also acting as therapist a lot of times dealing with people's like, oh, I can't put that away because like that is a significant thing because of this. You know what I'm saying? How much of it <laughs> is you kind of coaching them through just life? Yeah. So Fun fact, I used to be a teacher as well. I taught first grade. Oh, um, we love educators. <laughs> oh, fun. I'm a college professor, so my kids are not as cute. Well, I agree. I will say that as an organizer, I try not to assume the role of like a therapist or provide any other like line of work outside of the scope of work that I am comfortable providing, which is organizing. So it is helpful context for me to have like what your routine is. Why do you think it got to this way? Like what's going on? What kind productive habits do you have that are materializing into the clutter or the lack of function in your home so that context is helpful for me to have and I use that to kind of help them come up with a game plan to help them kind of conceptualize more productive habits and routines that they can establish to maintain the system that we organize or you know set up for them long term so that's really my approach if you come in every single day and you don't have a drop zone for your keys and so you're always losing losing your keys or you can never find your phone right like that's helpful content context for me to know that we need to create a system. So as soon as you walk in the house, there's a dedicated place for your keys, for your phone, for your wallet. That's more of the scope of work that we do, not necessarily honing in on, well, what traumatic experiences did you have as a child that may have materialized into your adult years? That's beyond the scope of work that I feel comfortable doing. There are though organizers that are more specialized and have more certifications and maybe they are a therapist and they compare the home organizing with their actual you know, specialized practice. So sometimes can, you know, look up and find organizers that will be better equipped to kind of coach you through some of those things. But really for the scope of my work, it's really more so helping me understand what your routines are, what your counterproductive habits are, and then helping you to identify those things and create systems that make sense for longer lasting organizational systems. Yeah. What room are clients usually coming to you wanting to organize? Or is it really just their whole house? It can be their whole house. It can be bedrooms, pantries, kitchens, bathrooms, honestly, any space in your home will organize. Garages are quickly becoming one of my faves just because the transformation is always massive. You know, you're not able to park your car in there for years. And then all of a sudden on two, three days, now you can fit two cars in the garage. So that's always like a nice transformation for us. So we love doing projects like that. But honestly, any space in the home will help you fully declutter and create systems that make sense. That garage thing is is real. We used to have a, a garage in an old house that I grew up in. And let me tell you, that thing was full of junk. 
It was not able to fit a car and not really able to fit a human either. It just was full of boxes. And you were lucky if you got out of there alive without a scratch. Dude, my dad's garage is beautiful. It's, it's, he's meticulous. That's like his space. So it's very interesting, like between him and my mom's closet, his closet is like color coded and like all the hangers are the same. And then my mom's closet is like a museum piece. You know, there's a little bit of everything. There's a couple different types of hangers. So I really admire people who are able to keep larger spaces really organized because could never be me. It's always funny though, because you find like opposites, you know, when they say opposites attract, it's literally how it works, mm-hmm. right? You get someone who's like very organized and then someone who's just like, I know where my stuff is. Or you get like a morning person versus a night owl person. So it, it never fails that that's how it works out. But when it comes to organizing, you definitely have to find like a nice mix of how both people can, you know, navigate a space well. Yeah, of course. And then are you giving them like tips to continue this organizational journey? Are they leaving with like an understanding of how to continue? Because I could imagine for like parents, right, that would be a very interesting thing for them to understand and learn because then they're not only in taking that material themselves, but like passing it on to their children. So like I said, I was a former educator. I do think like once you're an educator, you'll always have like this desire to educate and just kind of impart knowledge on people. And so that's a big part of the work that we do is really helping our clients understand why their space kind of is the way that it is. But then also now that we have a better understanding of how we got there or why we're there. So equipping them with like tools and strategies that they can continue long term, even after we're there so that they can maintain the system or create organizing solutions in their home without us, but use our process to kind of get them to success. The amount of times that I in the past had wanted to hire an organizer for my parents their I mean, their house was a mess. I love my mother, but she is a hoarder and it is pretty bad in there. She has, I don't even know how much clothes and shoes and pocketbooks and just, I don't even know what else she has. Pocketbooks. She loves pocketbooks. So then how often should we reorganize? Because humans are habitual creatures. We love things out of habit. So changing things up doesn't always feel great for us. So how often should we though? Like, is it a daily thing? Is this a once a year thing? Is it just person to person? So let me kind of add context too. So there's decluttering and then the organizing, right? So the decluttering, I always kind of equip it to creating space, right? So tearing down, purging things that don't serve you, that are not intentional. You want to get that stuff out of your home because it's using prime real estate in the home, right? Taking up space that you could be using for things that are actually intentional. So that's what decluttering is. And then as far as like the frequency in which you should declutter, I think it's just good practice to be in practice or in routine of just tearing down or being more intentional about what is in your home. So for some people that can be weekly, for others that could be once a month where you're just kind of going through and tearing down some of the things that you have in different spaces of your home. But I do think it can be more were consistent in terms of just being intentional about my kids. They brought home all of these projects over winter break. Can we pare down some of these art pieces, right? Or just being more intentional about all of the things that are coming in the home. And then in terms of organizing, organizing is all about making sure that the systems and the things that you have in your home make sense. So all of the things in your home should have their own space, their own place to live inside of your home. And then your systems should make sense. So like the example in terms of coming in the house, 
do you have like a drop zone or some type of system to capture your purse, your phone, your wallet, your keys? If not, then we need to create a system so that they always have a dedicated place to be when you're not out. And then in terms of frequency of organizing, the idea is to set up systems that work for you. And then now you're just maintaining those systems. Sometimes it is like trial and error, right? In terms of like, I bought this organizing thing, thinking it was going to work well for me. It doesn't work. So now I kind of have to revamp it. But once you get to a good system, the idea is that now you can just kind of maintain the system until like it just no longer works, right? Until you just have to create a better, more productive system for that space. For me, and I'm, I could only assume for other people as well because of COVID and, and just that time being isolated in your home, it was a really big time for looking at your stuff and saying, you know, what is serving me? And now I've gotten into this rhythm personally of me kind of looking at my closet every six months. And I'm like, have I worn this piece in the past six months? If I have not, then it goes in the donation pile for women in distress and it stays there and then I give it to them. But I do that about every six months because six months is a pretty good way for us. We're in Florida, so it's kind of always eternal summer. It's a pretty good way of me asking myself, have I worn this? If I haven't, then most likely I'm not going to reach for it again. So yeah. or it's not like, you know, the oh my God, I gave away that. And it's, it's not that at all. I think again, it just needs to make sense for the individual. So like for me, I like working out. I like wearing all the cute workout sets for the gym. So I'll buy stuff like that. But then sometimes I'll notice where my workout clothes are. It gets real crowded. It gets real hard for me to put stuff back or to pull something out. And it's because I've bought more things, which I intentionally bought them because I wanted them not being cognizant of the space, right? And so for me, decluttering is, okay, well, Kanika, you bought like five new workout sets. So let's tear down some of the old stuff that you're not wearing. It's holy, it's stains or whatever. Get rid of that stuff. So now you have space for the new stuff that you bought. So again, it just kind of depends on the individual person and them just being more cognizant of what's coming in versus what's going out. So that timeline can look different depending on the individual for sure. So then how do we use a space to the best of its ability? Because I know for me, like our house is tiny and it's not a, a big space. We love it. It's very intimate and tiny. So how do we use this space, everybody's space, these small spaces to the best of their ability? So first thing I always tell people is to, again, be cognizant of what is in the space. If it's things that truly are not intentional, they're not serving, they're broken, they're damaged, you don't love them. That stuff is like low hanging fruit. You can easily get rid of it, whether you're going to discard it, recycle, donate, whatever. Those are like low hanging fruit. So problem solved, right? I say that it's easier said than done. But the idea is that you can just tear down. But then after that, once you tear down and you're like, man, I really need some better organization in here, finding furniture, multi-purpose furniture that can serve two purposes or multiple purposes, right? So maybe an ottoman that has a storage space for you to put like your blankets in the living room or whatever else you want to store in there or, you know, shelving using your vertical space going up opposed to going wide. So shelves, racks, door racks, things like that are going to help you to maximize more of your space, more strategies to kind of make sure that you're able to organize a small space could be kind of like rotating items throughout, right? Maybe you have a closet, an attic that you're not using frequently. Seasonal things can kind of store away. And then when you need them, swap things out. So 
just kind of being a little bit creative in terms of what you're trying to store and how you're storing them. But those would be like the top three tips that I can offer off that in terms of organizing particularly smaller spaces. And do you have like specific bins or racks that you prefer to use? You know what I'm saying? Like, are there specific organizational tools that you personally like to use in in your everyday? So my favorite door rack is going to come from the container store. It's called the Alpha door rack, like a metal rack that has like adjustable bins that come in different sizes. Literally on every door that will allow it in my house, I have them. So I think door racks are going to be really helpful. Multi-purpose furniture. So I have like bookcases from Ikea that have the doors on them. And so you can use those to kind of make it more decorative for the space, but then also knowing that it is going to serve as storage, right? Another thing is going to be like ottomans or like benches that have, you know, tops where you can store things in. You can literally get those anywhere. I have two from Home Goods. I just lucked up and found them on sale, so I grabbed them. But yeah, there are tons of different things that you can, you know, invest in that are going to be multi-purpose. But for sure, the alpha rack from the container store and then like bookcases from Ikea or wherever you can source them from are really good solutions. I love the container store. That's like my happy place. That's not even a joke. And also they have the best bathroom. It's so clean. And I'm just like, that's my like, that's my first stop when I go to the mall is the container store. And I'm just like, God, yes. Absolutely. And it's, it just, you feel more organized after using their bathroom. I don't even know. It's just a thing. Stephanie takes an epiphany poop. That is funny. Yeah. So (laughs) container stores, if anyone has not ever been, please go find your closest one and treat yourself because it's a real joy to be in there. Yeah. I do like how organized it is. It does like calm my brain down. You're like walking the aisles. You're like, this is serenity. This is nice. (laughs) Do you have like a favorite client story? Like you took them from this to that favorite client story I have so many clients let me think about my favorite one so I worked with the family they were one of my first clients it was a family of four stay-at-home wife they had two children and then a husband massive home maybe like a 6,000 square foot home and I was doing their entire home so from top to bottom attic basement bedrooms like the whole shebang and it was like very cluttered not overwhelmingly cluttered but you could tell mom was just really struggling with maintaining the home and then the days that we were there we would see the husband come in from a full day's worth of work and as soon as he came in he was just frustrated so you can kind of see the dynamics of the family because mom is like trying to you know make sure the kids are fine and you know doing pta stuff and she's not just sitting at home just watching tv like she's actually trying to run the house and then dad is working and when he comes home he just sees chaos right and so i got to see both sides of like both of them really struggling and both of them being very frustrated but for different reasons and so being a part of their journey of like helping them fully declutter all of the spaces in their home so both parents even the kids kind of got to see like man we have a lot of stuff and I'm like yeah you got a lot of stuff so like just being a little bit more intentional about the things that you're bringing in but then helping them to create systems and teach them how to maintain the systems and I was there you know for the kids going off to school and then coming back home and so it was like hey I see you didn't make your bed today and it's like oh let me go make my bed you know like doing things 
things like that. I'm like, this is really nice to see that the family as a unit is kind of trying to transform their habits so that their home doesn't get like this again over, you know, the course of another five, six years. So that was a really good project. But I will say a lot of our projects are like that, where at the very beginning, they're just so stressed out the entire family, right? So the wife that's reaching out and she's like, we need help. But by the end of it, you have the buy-in from the kids, from the spouse or the husband. And it's like, okay, they see the purpose of why I was here. And they're grateful to now get to the end of the process, even though sometimes during it, it's just like, why does she keep coming here? Like, is she going to, especially the kids, they're like, she's coming back again. And I'm like, I'm back. So those would be like my favorite transformations when like you get buy-in from the entire family and they're all grateful at the end of the project. How long does a project like that take you? 6,000 square feet. I mean, you could literally scream on one side and probably never hear it on the other. It was massive. That project took three weeks because I was working. So it was just me and then I had an assistant, but I didn't have her every single day. She was in college. So I only got her certain hours throughout the day. So I did a lot of the work myself. And this was earlier in my journey of starting my business. So it took a a decent amount of time, literally Monday through Saturday, working like 10 hour days. But the transformation was massive. You have to kind of consider like the amount of clutter they had. They had every space, every drawer you opened up, every closet door you opened. And there was just stuff crammed in. So it, it took us some time, but the results are always like what kind of makes all the hard work worth it. Yeah, I can imagine. It empowers yeah. you to, you know, just kind of breathe in this new space. Because I know for me, a lot of stuff disorganized my anxiety, like spikes. I, I can't, can't do it. It's too much for my brain. I like nice things neatly put away, which is why this kills me. Nobody ever look inside of the room. It's my husband's, which drives me crazy in our room too, because he sleeps on the first side of the bed. So like you open the door and all of his stuff is there. I'm like, look at my side. So beautiful, immaculate. But anyway, so I am certainly empowered. I'm probably going to go through my house tomorrow and do some, you know, editing, some organizing and some beautifying of some stuff because- Why not? So what does women empowerment mean to you? Just feeling like you can do what you want to do, right? That you can tackle your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, and feel empowered to get it done and feel confident that you can be successful and you can accomplish your goals and not feeling that anything is going to hold you back from that. Yeah. And I'm sure being organized too is only going to propel that person forward. I think organization is a superpower. I think about just knowing that you know where all of your things are, that you are in control of your space, that you're in control of like your mental space as well. Because I do, I'm a firm believer that if your physical space is like overwhelmingly cluttered and chaotic and all of these things, you're typically feeling that inside as well, like mentally and emotionally. And so if you get to a point where your space is organized, not not that it has to be organized 100% of the time, but at least you feel in control of your space. But I think that's a really good indicator of how you feel, you know, inside. And so that's a superpower because you think about so many people, they're just really struggling on the inside and you would never know. And like they're fronting and you're just putting up an image to truly know that you are together, that you are 
whole, both outside and internally. I think that is just amazing. And I do think organization has a big play in that. So for sure, it's like a, a nice superpower. I fully agree. And honestly, yeah. like the times where I know that my mental health is not maybe taking a little bit of a tank is when I look around my room, like I can tell that I'm not prioritizing my personal time and like my mental health because right now my room is just, it's like a garbage can. And I'm like, okay, we have to get a grip on this. So I, I fully could not agree with you more how heavily that connects. And I think if people take time to really take stock of that, it's a good indicator for them too to be like, whoa, before this gets out of control, let me check in. And I have like, I have a really good support system too that's they're able to like figure that out with me and they'll check in and be like, hey, do you need help? Like something that helps me a lot of times clean. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but like body doubling, do you know what that is? So, okay, it's cool. So we're, we were shaking yeah, our heads. Shaking- Sorry, I forgot the, the podcast. We're shaking our heads. So body doubling is something that often happens with people who have ADHD is that they need another person there to like almost vibe off of. It's just kind of something that happens that they it, they have a hard time being able to like organize their stuff. But when they have another presence there, it makes them easier to like recalibrate and organize and like clean up. And so it's something that I've noticed I do a lot that like sometimes I used to invite friends over to just sit while I put my clothes away just because it was easier to organize my room when I had somebody there to like talk to me, which is why I think podcasts are so fun to put in. So do you have any favorite music or anything that you like to listen to when you clean? and organize and declutter? I think it's so therapeutic. I actually have this one client. She just kind of followed me like a shadow. And I'm like, why are you following me? Like, I'm fine. I I know how to organize. I'm not going to break your stuff. I'm fine. But she would follow me and just watch just watch me. She wouldn't say anything. She wouldn't offer any help. And so she asked me, she said, do you do yoga? And I said, no, like, I just really can't get into the idea of yoga. Like it just doesn't like entice me to be excited about doing yoga. And she's like, really? Because like, as I'm watching you, like, I can tell this is like your meditative state. So maybe yoga isn't for you. But like this, she's talking about organizing. She's like, you really enjoy doing this. I don't listen to any music. I don't need any audio type of anything. I'm literally just in the zone and I'm processing it like a puzzle in my head, like how to Tetris people stuff together. You mentioned the body doubling or body, what is it? Body doubling. Body doubling. I don't know if I made this up, but as a teacher, I used to teach first grade. So my kids, you know, they're like fidgety and they're always doing stuff. And when you don't want them to do something, you just go stand next to them. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to touch them. You just stand next to them. So your presence is enough for them to kind of redirect. And I noticed with my clients, they won't organize when I'm not there, right? Which is why they caught me but when I am there all of a sudden they have this spurt of energy to declutter and organize even if I'm in another space they'll be doing something else and so I don't think I've coined this I don't think I've come up with anything new but I've always named it like the proximity effect like it's just because I'm near you that is causing you to want to get organized or do something that is more productive so I don't know if that's an actual term but it sounds very similar to what you're referencing yeah it's it's pretty much the same thing it's something that happens for certain people they just kind of need that support and I guess feed off of their energy to feel motivated to do something I like your term for it better the proximity effect that sounds way more badass yeah I just made I'm like I don't know if I made it up or not but it sounds like a legit thing so I'm just gonna go with it well, I'm, it's trademarked well, I'm with it. Tanika has it nobody takes it it's proximity <laughs> effect 
Yeah. Nobody Otherwise you get it. a lawsuit but in case anybody's one. I love to listen to like very upbeat music when I'm cleaning because then I can like dance around and get into it. And then I go back to my cleaning. That's that's how I like to do it, especially if it's singable. Oh, forget about it. I'm a performer. So like you got to sing. So if it's something that I can sing with, I'll put on a show for me, myself and I and the cats and the dog. And sometimes my husband who like yells down is like, can you stop belting? And I'm like, never, never. I will never stop belting. <laughs> so I know for me, like the cleaning and organizing part of my brain didn't happen for a really long time. When I was much younger, I was not organized. My room was a tornado because I felt no need to organize since I, I don't think was paying for the space. Until now, I own my home and I take much more pride in my things when I started to move out and understood like this is my space and I want to keep it organized. So what advice would you give your 15-year-old self? Because 15-year-old Emily definitely needed to hear this. Her room was trash. I think it's just a good skill or mindset is just to take pride in the space in which you live or the space in which you are frequently visiting, regardless of if, if it's your home, it could be your classroom. It could be someone else's space. Take pride in the spaces that you are in and just treat your things well, right? Like I think those are some of the big things that if you kind of can embody that from a young age, over time, you'll just develop skills that, you know, equip you to be more organized and just be more intentional about the things that you own. Yeah, I definitely need to understand that. I I really didn't care about any of my stuff when I was 15. I mean, it was bad. It was really bad. This Emily, 30 year old Emily would have had a hissy fit with 15 year old Emily and the way she kept that room. I think also a lot of the onus is on the parents, right? When you think about like children, a lot of it is they don't have this skill set unless someone is like equipping them with the skill set. Some people are naturally organized like me. You wouldn't have caught my room a mess even as a kid. And if people were coming into my space making it a mess, I would have a fit. So like there are like people like that. But then for the others who are not the most like excited or, you know, naturally tidy, I think it's a skill set that you have to be taught and develop over time for sure. Definitely. Yeah, this has been absolutely fabulous. I mean, I I love a good organization story and just a good organization and declutter in general. It makes me feel lighter. So we obviously know where to find you and where to learn more about how we can get our lives back on track. But where can other people find you? And do you have any exciting or special projects coming up we should keep an eye out for? You can find me on pretty much all of the social platforms. So I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Where are the other ones? Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest and YouTube, right? All of those are Tidied by K. So that's T-I-D-I-E-D-B-Y-K, Tidied by K. My website is tidiedbyk.com. Special projects. I'll actually be flying out to Florida to do a move-in project for a client. So that'll be fun. We'll help them unpack all of their boxes. We'll declutter their stuff if they haven't done that already. And we will get them organized and set up in their new home. Wow, that's, that's so fun. You'll be an hour neck of the woods. Yeah, be good old fun. So that'll be in the coming months prepping for that. And yeah, I'm excited for you. Well, thank you for taking time to like talk to us about this and kind of break it down for us in a way that doesn't feel so intimidating. Because I feel like a lot of times when you take on big projects, right, cleaning, organizing, decluttering, it all sometimes can feel very overwhelming. I think you kind of you explained it in a way that 
that that felt very organized. <laughs> no pun intended. So thank you for for doing that and for taking time. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was a real pleasure. Once again, thank you, Tara. Big shout out for wanting somebody who, you know, organizes. This is a really important topic. And I think, unfortunately, because of the role that women typically play in society, it is more so our role than a male's. So this is a big thing that I hope a lot of people can take away from so that they can start implementing these things in their daily life and hopefully make their lives a little easier because I think we could all have a little bit of an easier life on a day-to-day basis. That would be nice. So thank you, Kanika, so much. And thank you to all our cycle cats and kittens who are listening. You know who we are. We are Cycle Chats. You can find us on Instagram or on our website, www.cyclechats.com. And kitty cats and kittens, if you could leave us a lovely review on whatever platform you're listening on, that helps other kitty cats and cats and kittens and all you cool cats out there to find us and find other people that also need some empowering in their life. So if you could do that for us, it would literally take 30 seconds of your time and it fills our hearts with a lot of joy and like we just had some catnip. So thank you all for listening. And as always, we hope you sync up with us next time. 